Time now for the morning panel. Uh, we are joined today by, excuse me, former London City Councillor Miriam Hamu and Ali Chabar, the chair of the London Police Services Board. Uh, thanks to you both uh, for coming in today. You're welcome. Good Thank, morning. Thanks for having us in, Dave. So uh, two years ago, after um, the events of June 6th, I remember I had you both on uh, for a uh, special panel at that time to talk about the uh, tragedy that had occurred, uh, now uh, correctly labeled as a uh, terror attack. And we talked about uh, what had happened then. And so I wanted to have you both back in today, two years later, to talk about that anniversary and maybe just go back uh, two years, what we remember from that day and the days that followed. Um, again, I, I mean, you know, this is two years out. Um, I think there have been a lot of gains made. I think the federal government, the provincial government, the municipal government are all coming together to kind of deal with this um, issue in each of their portfolios. And I think a lot of them have done the initial work. I think the initial work has started, and I think that there's still a long way to go. Um, In terms of projects and whatnot, we know the federal government has, um, you know, given, um, you know, uh, created this whole portfolio about Islamophobia in Canada, um, which I think was a good move. It was really hard to get that. Um, I knew there was a lot of backlash, but that was um, received. And of course, that's not just to prevent Islamophobia. That's for, you know, the portfolio includes all other types of equity seeking people as well. So it's not just that it targets Islamophobia, it tar- targets Islamophobia with the is- intersectionalities of every other kind of group that's also seeking equity. So there's some good. Um, progress that way in terms of the province um, they I, I, they announced something a couple of days ago I know Michael Ford was here five hundred thousand dollars yeah five hundred thousand dollars what pilot, did it go for pilot project, right? yeah. a pilot uh, to help fight uh, hate in the city a right. different program I think a, a position will be hired as part of that that's correct and that's a, a city position is that correct and then and then municipality of course that there's a lot of events happening around um, June 6th so you know, um, whether, you know, whether it's symbolic or whether it's actual work, something's happening. There's some movement on it. And I think that that's where we need to start now. Some of the in-depth work that needs to happen so that um, Islamophobia and other and other hate is quelled in the city and across Canada. Ali? Yeah. Uh, just to go back, rewind two years ago. I remember when the news started to come out about what happened at Hyde Park and South Carriage, my mind didn't immediately go to what it ended up being. I thought, okay, uh, there's some, you know, accident or maybe there was a drunk driver or maybe there was something that, right? But but my mind didn't go there. And I think that's a byproduct of the fact that to a degree, uh, I don't speak for myself, but I think it would apply to almost everybody in London. We thought we were insulated from these types of things happening in our city. They always happen somewhere else, right? You see what happens, shootings in the United States or incidents in New Zealand or or, or Quebec City. But we thought uh, that we were insulated here in London. And then when uh, I initially started to hear some rumblings from some uh, friends of mine within the police, and then you started to get this feeling like, oh, oh, I think there's something more nefarious happening here. And then the next day, our former chief, Steve Williams, came out and had a press conference and confirmed uh, really our worst fear is that, no, no, this was a deliberate, uh, targeted uh, hate crime. And for the fact that, uh, that the police would come out 24 hours later and confirm that is actually uh, objectively very 
rare, right? Because a lot of times you'll have police say, listen, we're, we're in the midst of an investigation. We need to get do our due diligence. We need to find out. Right? And then, no. So when Steve Williams came out the next day and said, no, this was a targeted incident, it caused everybody, not just in the city, not in the province, uh, but across this country. Actually, truth be told, Devin, internationally, right? Yeah. To have a moment of pause and go, what is happening? And that was the catalyst then for... Uh, similar to the uh, – it's not a perfect an- analogy, but it was similar to like the George Floyd tragedy down in the United States, right? Where, uh, yes, there was this specific incident that took place with George Floyd, the same way there was this specific incident that took place with the Afzal family here. But it served as a catalyst to have people rally together and come together and protest and march and show you know signs of solidarity and – and so just the reason I'm saying that is your question was how did you know how do we feel two years that's that's kind of how I felt and then Miriam's point talked about all the things that we've kind of done since then to try to honor the legacy of the Afzal family have we done them justice the the Afzal family <sighs> we're working on it I think I don't I don't know if you can ever do justice to something like how can you right how can you do justice to something where like I just I can't there's no uh punishment that'll fit the crime right so have we have we tried to do something to make things better? I think that there's I think yes, yes, absolutely. Do you think people are people are rallying around? Yes, absolutely. Do I think that um things could be better? Absolutely, you know. Um you know, within the schools I think things are going very well. Um I I you know, I'm a librarian now after being a city councilor and I'm I'm in the schools and I do see that there's a change. I do see um you know, you know, uh, in the library, the books, the types of books that kids are taking out, you know, and and I do see that there's um, there are kids taking out books about Muslims, uh, about all different types of cultures, about, you know, um, kids from different parts of the world. And I I see that there's an inclu- like teachers are really trying their best to be inclusive and to introduce the kids to each other. And I think that that is where it starts. Um, and. I think that's definitely where it starts and then it has to filter down to the families and that's where I think we're having the biggest problems is kind of on that upper tier. And so with the kids, I think we're going to be good. We're going to be fine. This next generation is going to be amazing. But I think there's a lot more work to be done within, you know, the adult crowd and kind of like trying to prevent some hateful things from happening. Um, I see it, you know, everywhere I go. It's unfortunate. Um, You see things in the street and it's not just towards Muslims. It's towards any equity seeking group. And you're hearing things happening all over the place with the counties and certain groups as well. And and I think that, you know, no matter what we do here on the front of Islamophobia, it's not just about Islamophobia. It's about all different hate. And it's about if we can prevent this one, that means we can prevent all of them, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I share uh, Miriam's optimism. In some regard, I do. In some regards, I don't. And, and, and I think it's – so if you're asking, you know, have we done enough to honor their legacy uh, – in, in some sense, the answer is yes, and in some sense, the answer is absolutely not, right? We, collectively, we, society, we, uh, I, I find that we're good at the symbolic stuff, yeah. and we need work on the substantive. Uh, we're always, you know, we're, we're quick to put on the ribbons, or we're quick to put on the buttons, or we're quick to do the hashtags and the tweets, right? Uh, and that's important stuff. It's important. It needs to be done, and it needs to be seen to be done, right? Uh but when it comes to the substantive work that accompanies the symbolic, right, um, that's where I think we've made some inroads. We've taken some steps. But have we taken 
uh, you know, the requisite steps to uh, listen, we're never going to be able to eliminate this from ever happening. The possibility that these type of terrorist attacks, these type of criminal attacks that take place will always exist. Right. So we can never eliminate it. But have we taken the steps to mitigate it from a substantive way, from a uh, looking at our education curriculum, looking at our uh, our laws? Uh, there was you know, a law that was brought in the Our London Family Act. Uh, right. Uh, uh, wasn't passed, uh, no. um, right? And, and for me, I don't yeah. care about politics when Dang. it comes to this discussion. I don't care if you're, if you're red team, blue team, orange team. I, I don't really care, right? When it comes to uh, matters of life and death, where we have individuals in our community. Yes, in this instance, it was an Islamophobic attack against the Afzal family, right? But, but we could be talking about anti-Semitism. We could be talking about anti-Black. We could be talking about anti-Indigenous. Any hate that's directed towards an identifiable group. Have we really truly done enough? Yeah. Uh, as a society to 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 address that um i don't know jury's out we continue on with the uh, morning panel joined today by Miriam Hamu and Ali Chabar uh, we were just talking uh, during the break about um and so i i kind of wonder what it's going to be like at the vigil uh, tonight 6:30 p.m. memorial plaza uh the corner of Hyde Park Road and South Carriage Road um and we cuz we were talking in the break and we have different experiences mm. when they go by that location. Um, for me, I'm always aware of what happened, but my feeling when I go by that area is very different than the feeling you guys have when you go by it. I'm aware of it. I think of it, but there's no pit in my stomach. But it's different for you guys. Mm. What's that like? Yeah, for, for, for me, uh, that intersection represents a literal and figurative crossroads. Um, it's, I, I can't drive by. So my my first house, I, that was my neighborhood for seven years of my life, right? Like literally that Hyde Park and South Carriage. Um, I can't drive by that intersection. Uh, and I do all the time. And I know, Dev, it's just down the street from where you live, right? Uh, I can't drive by that intersection without having some visceral reaction. Quite literally every single time over the past two years, I will have some reaction that will range from, I don't know, on one end of the spectrum, an audible sigh. Uh, uh, on the other, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll drive by and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll say a prayer for, for the Afzal family. Sometimes I'll drive by and, uh, you know, I'll feel dejected or even, not, not, not depressed, but dejected. And I'll think, um, what have we done to really honor their legacy? But the most overwhelming feeling that I have is uh, almost a sense of guilt because I think to myself, okay, it's been two, you were two years removed from this attack on this family. And to, to Mariam's point that we had, like, yes, we've done, we've done work, the federal government and the provincial government and the city of London and, and everybody, right? But have we truly, truly honored their legacy? These four, I, we always say four, by the way, there was a little boy who was very severely injured, right? This family um, were, were murdered, uh, going because they went out for a walk one day during COVID. And if you remember during those times, going for walks during COVID was the only thing we could do at that point. Everybody's saying, go out for a walk, go out for a walk. That's basically all you could do. They went out for a walk on a June night, a beautiful summer night. And this, and I know there's certain words I can't use on radio, so I'll, I'll bite my tongue here, but this individual, this criminal, this terrorist, went out for a drive that night and was looking for someone, anyone that, that, that visibly identified as a Muslim. And they saw this family. He saw this family and then he 
identified them, he targeted them, and then he ran them over with this truck in the most despicable way, right? And so there's, a, and I know Maria and we were talking at break here. It's like you go out and you know there's a large segment of this this community, this society, this country that they don't have to have these thoughts when they go out for a walk, right? There's not, but for for me. When I go out for a walk with my family, I always have it's it's one of the byproducts of thing. I always have one eye on the road, right? And I always have my family to the left side, and I always if I hear a lo- uh, an engine revving sometimes, like loud, and they speed by, you know, you always get some idiot that just kind of rips by. Um, my mind goes to a dark place, to a bad place, right? And it's it's that's one of the legacies uh, of this. And I know Mariam, you yeah. you would feel it even a hundred times more than I well, would. Well, it's it's like it, yeah, it the rubbing thing that that's a it's a real that's thing. funny, yeah, because yeah. I didn't even clue into it until you just said it now. But I have that as well. Or like I'll be driving, and if I see like one of those big four by four trucks, I'll I'll actually like perk yeah. up, yeah. you know, I'll be like, okay, what's going on here? So, um, yeah, it it there is some definite. Um, I don't know, byproduct to to Muslims, I think, now in London to just kind of cautiously watch around you. Mm. But I think it's it, it is to this point where I didn't understand how badly it affected me until I actually decided to drive down there. And I think it took me about a year. It took me a year to get through to go down South Carolina, like to, to go mm. through the intersection. And I remember when I did, I had to brace myself, but I was a blubbering mess by the end of that road, right? So I had to pull over and like deal with it. And now every time I go by, I really do have to brace myself. I have to brace myself and I have to like not look at it. And I have to like, you know, emotionally, mentally and physically almost prepare myself because I'll cry and then I can't see. So um, it's 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 hard. It is. It's not an easy one to Mm -hmm. do. And I think it's going to be like that for the next for the foreseeable future anyway. And and it's not just me and it's Ali. And it's I think I think it's not just Muslims. I think there's a lot of non-Muslims and like Canadian, like normal Londoners, just regular London folk that do brace themselves when they go down that road. It's not an easy thing to swallow. It, in its heart, it's like, I know some of your listeners, you, if you're driving right now or if you're listening to this show, you might think like, uh, I, 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 you may not fully understand, understand what, what we're saying. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but uh, all we can do is give our perspective and our lived experience. And for and for, for a, a great number of Muslims in this city, it's almost as if you're reliving a micro sense of that trauma every single time that you drive by, right? And there's and and I want to clarify with no uncertain terms. We're not afraid. We're not fearful. No, this, right? We're actually no. we're actually defiant in the yeah. face of this. If 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 anything, right? But we're so we're not afraid, but we're cognizant of our reality, right? And so. Uh, when we're driving or we're going for a walk or for me when I or in, in Maryam as well like when we when I go to the mosque on a Friday right it's sad uh, it's really a sad commentary but in the back of my mind uh, almost every single time almost every single time I have um, thoughts of Quebec City shooting or right. New Zealand shooting right, right? Uh, and it's like uh, I'm walking into the mosque today but there's always this thought in the back of the mind, well, maybe am I going to be carried out, right? And and it's not a healthy thing, but – and like I said, we're not afraid, we're not fearful, but it's it's a reality, right? And so if your listeners are saying, well, are they – you know, you might have some people say, oh, they're really exaggerating the extent of this or really – they're just, you know, come on, guys. It's not that bad. It, it, I don't, I don't under, expect anybody to 
experience uh, to to understand it unless you've experienced it. And even though it wasn't my family or Mariam's family, right, uh, right, in a weird way, Dev, like there's even though I didn't know the Avzal family personally, um, uh, it almost not almost feels it feels as if members of my own family were targeted. Like actually, my it was my mother, my father, my my grandma, my great right, my kid brother, and so that's that's how a lot of Muslims are feeling when it comes to this specific incident. I uh, I appreciate you guys coming in. Your perspective always uh, today and tomorrow and uh, every day after, and um, it's uh, an important day. Thank you, Devin. Thanks, Devin.